In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. I titled today's sermon for the Sunday of Transfiguration, On a Clear Day You Can See Forever. On this day that we recall Jesus becoming radiant in glory upon the top of Mount Tabor. On a Clear Day You Can See Forever is actually a title taken from a early 70s musical film starring Barbara Streisand. I have a hard time with musicals. As a whole, they're definitely true dramatic and sentimental uh, for my taste. It's just my taste. And this one certainly fits that bill. But still, I couldn't resist the title. And there is power in the plot of this story which can help us see Jesus' transfiguration in a new and relevant way. So in this musical, Barbara Streisand's character is struggling with addiction and a bad relationship. And she finally breaks free from these by the end of the film, and that's the build-up to the final song, On a Clear Day You Can See Forever. I won't try to sing like Barbara Streisand sings, but the lyrics begin like this. You can imagine, on a clear day, rise and look around you, and you'll see who you really are. On a clear day, how it will astound you that the glow of your being outshines every star. It's hard for me to say the last lines, frankly, without a little bit of rolling my eyes. Uh, But however corny, there is biblical truth in this sentiment that the glow of our being outshines the stars. You'll find it in the sacred music of our psalms. It goes like this there. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. So truly, we are masterpieces of God's creation, you and I, and the young man sitting in jail someplace, and the street worker in Armenia, the glow of their being, each one of them, outshines every star. The only and persistent problem is that our star power always goes to our head. We're brighter than the stars. We just forget that we're not the source of our own light. We tend to get high on our own supply, as the phrase goes. We're supposed to reflect the light of God who made us and whose image we're made. And that's what today's lesson of the Transfiguration reminds us today, that on a clear day we can see forever, but not because of our own light, but because by Christ's light we see everything. So here's how the biblical story goes about transfiguration. The star is, of course, not Barbara. The star is the apostle Simon Peter. 
who in his own way is as troubled as her character because he's impetuous, he's cocky, he's at times overconfident, he's at times underconfident, and he's always making trouble for Jesus and himself. I can relate. In the first few verses of today's reading, Simon Peter is actually still just Simon, plain old Simon. He's a regular disciple. He's a fisherman without much to lose in following Jesus. But radical change is in the air because Jesus' powerful words and deeds are starting to be seen as a threat by the powers that be. Can the disciples themselves accept and follow such a radical calling with radical consequences? That's the heavy weight behind Jesus' simple questions to his disciples, which start today's reading. He simply asks, who do you think that I am? And Simon's answer to that question would change his life, and it changed his very name. Jesus says this. Well, first, Peter said, you are Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one of God. And Jesus replies, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are now Peter, because on this rock I will build my church. Peter means rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So wow, Simon believes himself to be an ordinary fisherman until he actually sees Jesus and he becomes Peter, the rock on which I will build my church. So wait, that must mean that maybe you think you're an ordinary financial advisor or an ordinary realtor, an ordinary wife, an ordinary mother, an ordinary priest or an ordinary father, until you see Jesus as he is. Maybe right now, today, and we're called to something extraordinary. Not merely Bobby. Not merely Alice. Not merely Martha Ann. But you're a rock in Jesus' building. A key to the kingdom. The glow of your being outshines every star. Like Peter, we're often called by God to be greater than we think. But here, we just have to be careful. Because like Peter, our natural first instinct as a rising star is to believe that we're the source of our own light. We get high on our own supply. And no surprise, just a few verses later, as Jesus warns the disciples of the tough road ahead, Peter's power goes to his head yet again. Because Jesus doesn't want his disciples to be surprised about the cross the price that will have to be paid for salvation and for his great love of mankind. And he warns them about it. And Peter says, no, we won't let that happen to you. And Jesus' response is like, like a parent grabbing a kid's hand away from an open flame. He says, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of God of men. And I wish I could say this was an isolated incident for Peter, for the, for the disciples, for me, for you. It's not. It's the story of our being potentially good, 
but broken in nature. We're called to heavenly glory, to star power, but not by our own will, our own way, our own light, but by reflecting God's every move and every light. So the good news, though, is that the solution to our problem is as simple as a cure, as always, not easy, but simple. Believe in your light, but believe even more deeply in its source, transfigured and radiant before us today and every day. Stay awake. Keep your eyes and ears open to the illuminating words and movements of God. That's what Peter, James, and John did in following Jesus to Mount Tabor through all the ups and downs of their ministry of their lives. They were exhausted. They were hungry. They were half awake. But by the end of our reading, their commitment pays off. The sky blows up with the heavenly endorsement of the world-changing love which would come to be through Jesus, through them as disciples, and now through us. So therefore, stay awake. Don't lose hope. It's hard work to climb the mountain, to follow, to love like Jesus, but remember that on a clear day, you can see forever. You can see that the glow of our being does indeed outshine the stars because we reflect the source of all good, of all truth, all beauty and all light. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom is fitting glory, dominion, and honor now and always and unto the ages of ages.